live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on October 7th, 2018. How's it going, huh? How are you? Better than the inner thoughts in David Price's head, perhaps? Yeah, I think you're probably doing better than that because he is gone. He's shot for a long, long time. Oh, I pitch well in the playoffs. Just, uh, just I've won some playoffs. Just not a starter. Shut up, loser. The biggest loser in sports, David Price. Oh, come on, Brian. Be not. No, no, I'm not going to be nice. He is a miserable asshole who treats people like shit. And, uh, yeah. I, I really don't have a lot to back that up, but he, there, there are some, you know, speckles of that uh, in, in his track record. So, whatever. How's everybody doing? Uh, I am, uh, it's, it's a beautiful Sunday evening, just sort of uh, chilling. Sunday blues creeping in, you know, oh boy, you know those. And yeah, my wife, she's still in Barcelona. Um I wouldn't say I've been a complete slob while she's been gone, but I've done just enough physical fitness to satisfy myself to not be a fat shit. Uh, you know, I, my Fitbit says you got to get to 10,000 steps, then I do it. And some of you are thinking, oh, your steps, count your steps, Brian, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, well, if I didn't, I'd be a pig, like you. And if you're wondering, is he thinking about me? Yeah, I am. Pat your belly. Get back to me. Because I don't have one. That's a lie. What am I, insulting my audience? Who am I, Mike Francesa? <laughs> um, yeah, what the hell, let's, let's, let's not bury the lead. So, you know, I, I talked about Mike in the past and how he has not gone live, and not just me. I mean, everyone's, he has this, 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 you know, groundbreaking app. I mean, people are talking about it everywhere. I go to the gas station, everyone's talking about it. Just, it's, it's one of those scenes where, like, you know, the meteor's coming in, people are just pumping gas, the gas is flowing everywhere, they're just talking about the mics on app. Um, a little bit of the barrenness of it and lack of content, but you know, they're still talking about the app. So, um, he went live. He said he's going to go live after game one and, and after the Yankee game, which unfortunately, you know, good guys lost. I used to have these seniors that were high schools and seniors in high schools. They were seniors. We were freshmen. We'd like play them like pickup ball, like, you know, in the park or whatever. And they'd be like, be like, what's the score? I'm like 12, 10 good guys. Just like, Oh God. Can't you just graduate and go be a loser in college? 1210, good guys. Anyway, so he goes live. And yeah, I've, uh, I watched the game. I was annoyed. Had a few pops, too. Not too many. Enough to know what I was doing, that's for sure. Um, and I decided to call. I, uh, unfortunately, I didn't really get to hear much of the show because I don't have the app. But uh, I decided to call. And shockingly. I didn't really have a ton of content about the game. I said what needed to be said. So if you haven't heard it, and you probably have, so take a listen. After the game, as I promised, we'll be here right after the game tomorrow night also uh, for game number two. Brian in New Haven starts us off. What's up, Brian? Hey, Mike. Brutal ending to the game there. I just That Stanton at bat, I don't know what's more pathetic, that or your comeback here, were you being a complete fraud going on Twitter and having an app and dealing with DraftKings? I'm not sure what is more pathetic. You tell me. Why is is any of that pathetic? What what is wrong with coming back and being part of those things that are... I thought you hated DraftKings. Wait a second. So wait a second. Wait wait, wait a second. Let me ask you something, first of all. Why would you... Wait a second. Why would you... Why would you... Why would you... Why would you care? Why would I? Yeah, why, why would I? you care what, I, what I do with DraftKings or Twitter? What does it have to do with your life? You fool. Now get off well, my well, air because I would not tonight ever let you pollute the airwaves with that crap 
okay, after these other people want to get on here and talk about a ball game. Your agenda, whoever you are, means nothing to me that you would worry about whether I'm on DraftKings, okay, who is a company that came after me and wants to have a relationship and now has a completely different business than they've ever had before, okay, or that I go on Twitter. What is, first of all, it's none of your business. Secondly, what does that have to do with your life? Your life is following my life, which is pretty sad. Get a life. James in New Jersey and I apologize. Wow, huh? <laughs> so let, let, let me say this. Every criticism Mike had for me is 100% right. 100% right. You know, because like, like he says, when, I, when you choose to call the program, you make yourself a part of the show. And guess what? The slings and arrows that are coming at me, they all hit and they were all precisely accurate. And there was a lot of people that, uh, you know, online, not a lot, but enough people who said, you know what? He, he, he slammed you. You, you. You're petty. You had an agenda. Like, well, Mike said it too, an agenda. And you know what? It's pretty obvious I did. There, there's, there's no doubt about that. Was I petty? Of course I was. But let me say something. Mike Francesa does not get to act like he does the last 18 to 24 months and not expect a phone call like that. I mean, sorry. I'm sorry the guy that's invulnerable at criticism would get so angry that someone would call like that. And of course, you know, Mike in his classic way doesn't actually even make a point about DraftKings. Oh, they're a completely different business. Oh, you mean because they started taking bets in August, Mike? Oh, really? That's why they're different? They still associated with all the things that you hated before. But now, you know, now all of a sudden they're a sister station of the fucking ACLU or something. Oh, perfect, Mike. Perfect. You're such a swell guy. I, I, I don't even know what to say anymore. I really don't. And last night, you know, I don't know what happened. I don't know how I became like loser, super fan of Mike Francesa to Phil Mushnick overnight, but it happened. I, I, I think Mike 2.0 is just insulting to a certain extent. It really is. You know, it's like your friend that said, oh yeah, you know, uh, I hate the Cowboys and then you don't see him for a few years. They come back. Oh, I love the Cowboys. Oh yeah, I, I don't buy Japanese cars. He's got a Honda. Yeah, yeah. I love Japanese cars now. It's like we're like have this relationship and you just went against all of your convictions. You are now a complete phony. Like what, what happened? And of course, after game two, you know, Mike said he'd be there. I mean, he says something when he says something, he means it. He'll be there game two and he'll be there live. Oh no, he didn't now, because you know, the long history of Mike going live, you know, well, we all know that if a game's a blowout, he doesn't go on obviously. So, I mean, you know, when teams get blown out, why even do a show? I mean, I, did yes even do a post game show? I mean, cause six to two is a blowout now, but by, by the way, you know, the first time the Yankees and Red Sox playing the fucking playoffs in the last 14 years. That, 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 that's not worth it. Again, now, am I petty? Am I a loser? Am I someone that's nobody? Oh, you got that right. But I was a big fan of Mike Francis. Mike 1.0 was some of the best, best entertainment I've ever heard on the radio, and I loved every second of it. I really did. Mike 2.0, what, what is Mike 2.0? What is it? It's an Old man hanging on to whatever. Not really sure. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Oh, God. And I had so many, and I sound like Francesa here. I had so many people DM me and say, man, you hit that spot on. You were on point with that. You, you, boy, you said what needed to be said. And I'm not trying to act like I'm you know, some sort of you know, vigilante marching around, like, you know, thumbing my nose at the Nazis invading or something. I mean, I, I just said, I think what's on everyone's mind, I, 
most people's mind. I, I don't know. I think there's a small sub- subsection of the old dinosaurs that still love Mike, but don't really know what an app is. And the third way, the ninth wing mongos who just sort of came on since Mike was, you know, all of a sudden at the Mike Francesca, the, the Francesca on three said, Hey, maybe we should start listening to this guy. I think a lot of that core base is gone. So I don't know my advice to Mike. And I, and I realize how ironic and pathetic that sounds because, you know, my advice to Mike as someone who is, listen, no one's ever heard of me. No one's ever heard of the Red Ticket Blues podcast, except all my loyal lo- listeners who I absolutely love. But no one's ever heard of me. So me giving advice to one of the most successful sports talk show hosts is dripping and dripping in the most, in the thickest, wettest irony in the world. Mike, be better at your job. Don't be a phony. Don't be lazy. When you say you're going to do something, do it. That's all. Mike 2. You know, Mike 1.0, we laughed at. You know, we laughed with, you know, we laughed with Mike, with Mike 1.0, we laughed with, you know, and he got what we were laughing at. But at the same time, there's a certain amount of respect because we still thought he was the man. We listened, we consumed his product. You know, there was respect and we laughed with him. Mike 2.0, there's no respect and we're laughing at him. That's all it is. I feel bad. I mean, you know, cause I'm not trying to act like my voice sways anything cause fucking it certainly doesn't. Um, but I mean... To publicly go on there, now, I don't give a shit about Mike. He's a multimillionaire who, who smells his own farts. You know, guys like John Jastrzemski who use that, like, you know, trying to make a make a, uh, a, a name, a larger persona for himself on that, that platform. I feel bad, you know, trashing it. Friend of the podcast, John Jastrzemski, always been very nice. And I, I don't know, I feel bad. But, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not delusional to think that my voice actually matters that much because it fucking doesn't. I get that. I'm, I'm not sitting here being like, well, let me – I'll address that at the press conference at 355. But I mean, I don't know. I feel bad about that. But Jesus. Hey. Again, I, I will end it. I will end my statement the way, same way I began it. I take all the criticisms that were levied upon me and bestowed upon me from anyone who had an issue with that, with, with my call. And I don't regret it. I don't regret it at all. Mike Francesa's name will live on forever in the Radio Hall of Fame, and he will be known as one of the most successful sports talk show hosts ever. And you know what? This podcast will be just like every other goddamn podcast that sits there and collects dust on iTunes when it's all said and done. But you know what? I'm still saying what I'm going to say, and that show is an insult. <laughs> that, that product in 2018 is an insult. That's all. So come at me, Mike. You want to do this war of words? <laughs> It's okay. It's all right. I'm, I'm clearly over it. Uh, obviously, clearly over it. Anyways, so that man that we spoke of that I had to call and uh, do a fake phone call about, uh, uh, that game itself, the New York Yankees versus the Boston Red Sox game one was uh, extremely frustrating. 22 runners left on base. And, uh, you know, I uh, it, it was really annoying. We'll put it that way. I mean, I don't know what else you can say. Giancarlo Stanton, he took, to, took his lumps. I mean, he struck out a few times last night in game two as well. But... You got to you got to do something there, man, or you are just going to become Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez, Sans, two thousand nine. That's what you are going to be, a guy who never got came through except for when it was seven to two. Oh, got it. You got to do better than that. And uh, J. Hap, you know, Ja, that that was garbage. He looked disinterested, lost, scared, afraid, whatever you want. His head was not there from the beginning. You could tell. And I'd be afraid of putting him in a game five. Now, they probably will. And I hear a lot of Yankee fans say, oh, nope, nope, nope. You'll see Tanaka. Absolutely. You do that. You fuck up that whole rotation. Does that mean J.A. Happ starts, uh, 
game one of the the next series. Yeah, I guess you would do that, right? I don't know. We'll see how the the the, the it goes, but he looked gone. That was uh, that was ugly display. Chad Green actually, you know, he gave up a run, but I think that was Hap's run. He wasn't awful. I mean, they, he, what did it, it was J A Hap? What was he? Stop saying J A Hap. Just say Hap. He was responsible for three or four runs, and you know they ended up losing five four. So it wasn't that bad. Twenty two runners left on base. You can't do that. You can't, you can't do that. You know, J D Martinez barely hits it over the green monster, and Ron Dowling says you can't hit it farther than that in Fenway Park. It's just like that's like the minimum you can hit it. What what are you talking about? Are you on are you on bath salts? What's wrong with you? Jesus. And we'll get into the trouble he made on Saturday night. <laughs> I've had enough of bigots. <sighs> I've had enough. And Ron Darling, you're number one. I'm SJW number one. All right. But, I mean, I, I don't know what else to do. We, do we want to review game one that much? I mean, the, the, the trials and tribulations of guys being left on base, bases loaded with no outs of scoring one run. Glaber Torres looks lost. I mean, that's both games. He, uh, he looks lost. Or did he get a hit last night? Maybe I shouldn't say that. I, I meant both games in the sense of the wild card and uh, game one. He, he does not look like he is there. Didi is coming up short, like, all the time. It looks like he's this close to a double, this close to a home run, this close to a double. So, uh, he, he's, he's ready to break through. Uh, what else? Other than that, I mean, everyone, and Duhar, it looks, he hasn't been great. Again, I forget who got all the runs last night. I mean, obviously, well, I know who got the big ones, but I forget who had the, the base knocks, the base hits and whatnot. So, but they lost that one, and the Yankees, I mean, again, Boston did not pitch well. I mean, they didn't play well, I should say. Kimbrell gave up that home run to, to judge, and you're thinking, oh my God, back in this, and it just couldn't come through when it mattered. Uh, and the Yankees should have won that game. They really should. They should be up two to nothing, and that, that's that's not breaking news whatsoever. But game two. Oh, yeah. So Aaron Judge is a man possessed, a man on fire. And I still have seen no evidence that he's actually playing uh, on a boombox, New York, New York. This, he continues to walk away from the locker room while the sound stays exactly the same. Uh, I, I feel like, first of all, it's a made-up story. And second of all, they're trying to make that into bulletin board material for the Red Sox. And it doesn't look like anyone seems to care, except for Dustin Pedroia. I mean, all that little rat can do is start shit because he can't play anymore. Um, uh, hey, hey, Alex, you see, that? You see who's playing? That? Say, Shut up. You still play? Go, go, go away. Go get out of here. Little gnat. Go, go shave. You're playing a five o'clock shadow from the last time we began this conversation. But, uh, and Sanchez, man, you know, again, how about, how about Francesa? He, Sanchez can't start the wild card game. You, you can't do it. And then he hits two home runs last night. That's why you stick with Sanchez. Oh, man. See, that's the thing about Mike, too, that let, let me just go back to Mike for a second. You know, it was funny when Mike would be a, a phony and contradict himself and whatnot when it came to, like, sports takes. Because guess what? You know, Mike has a show and he's an arrogant asshole, but we're all hypocrites when it comes to sports takes. We've all said stuff and then done a 180 and been like, I didn't say that. Or, well, well I didn't. I changed my mind. Now Mike's doing that with his entire career, his entire platform, his entire forum. He's done a 180. That's that's the insulting part. Uh, Brian, maybe you shouldn't take it that hard. You know, it has nothing to do with your life. Mike's right. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe, maybe he is. What are you trying to accomplish here, Brian? I don't know. Just shut up. Back to the game. Uh, Tanaka is low-key becoming, I think, outside of like one game, maybe. Was it one game last year against the Astros? A big-time... Uh, playoff pitcher. Now he doesn't do, you know, the Roy Holiday and do a complete game, get five, six innings, whatnot. That does the job. In 2018, that's a big deal. And I couldn't be, I couldn't be happier with Masahiro. I just love the guy. He's really cuddly. But hey, he, he's come through and that, that's been huge. 
Huge, huge, huge. And hey, you know, I've shit all over Zach Britton. The guy's held down the few innings he's pitched. Batances has looked lights out. Chapman, well, you know, Chapman's Chapman. Um, he didn't do anything bad, though, but uh, whatever. But Judge and Sanchez and and you did that with, with, with an injured Aaron Hicks. Gardner holding it down with some tough at-bats. McCutcheon with some tough at-bats. Getting on base. It was everything you wanted, and the the Red Sox vaunted offense. Uh, yeah, Mookie Betts. Does he he still doesn't have an RBI in that? Does he have an RBI? Did, let's say that was his big thing. He didn't have an RBI in the playoffs in his career. Uh, did he get RBIs the last few nights? I forget how the. I mean, JD Martinez got three runs the first night. This is really inside baseball, as they say, huh? Really unimportant. I know he didn't get any the two of the runs last night. I don't think. Uh, no, that's an 0 for 4. He, ooh, uh, OPS and what's well, two games, Brian? Calm down. OPS 536. I mean, anything against Mookie Betts seems like a nice guy. He's a really great bowler, by the way. Jessica Mendoza told me that. Really great. He's a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun. He, he, you know what? He loves the game. Uh, and Betts, you got a hit the other on the first game. Um, but no, no RBIs yet. <laughs> Just gonna stick with that one thing and shove it down his throat all the time. Um, but yeah. So Jackie Bradley Jr., I'm trying to think if anyone's really stood out. Ian Kinsler sucks. He's he he had some. Was it last? Was it first or second game? He had some terrible at bats. Terrible. Uh, but yeah, Ron Darling. By the way, uh, the New York Daily News. Now, is this why we pretended to give a shit about the Daily News? Because they got good of the the they got they got good they got rid of the good writers and now have these writers here now? Or did we pretend because we're just assholes and it didn't matter in the first place? When they actually wrote this article with you know not even a, with the fucking who was it by Daily News step didn't even put a name on it because I I saw the headline and I go that's ridiculous you know I, that that is absolutely insane. Basically, he said Ron Darling, who is part Chinese by the way. Uh, says, you know, there's a chink in the armor uh, for of Masahiro Tanaka. Tanaka? No, he, he didn't say that. Tanaka. And obviously, people tried to make that out to be some sort of racial slur when it's a commonly used phrase. Now, I, I think they the, the, the Daily News, because they are hardcore left. They've always been hardcore left, but they're, they're becoming insanely left these days, which that's just part of society. You have to be one way or the other. You can't... Enough of this, like, bipartisan, you know, diplomatic, even Stephen bullshit. Oh, no. You take the hard left or the hard right, or you're basically scum. So, they, they, they've drawn their line in the sand, and they've done that, but you know, they thought maybe they uh, the, they they sharpen the knives and the salivating and whatnot. They go, we got them. Probably not knowing that Ron Darling is Chinese. Uh, but Daily News staff couldn't even put a name to it because I clicked on it and said, oh, let me find out this person. I'm gonna I'm gonna put them on blast on Twitter with my 1,500 followers. That'll do something. Uh, and then I saw Daily News staff. Oh boy. That is a spineless, spineless. And then they forced, you know, it, just because it got so much attention that Darling was forced to apologize. Apologize for something you didn't do. <laughs> That's life now. That's life. It, honestly, eventually we will be communicating with grunts. That's all we will be communicating with because people will not be offended by, well, maybe, maybe there'll be certain grunts in the tone you do it. Who knows? Uh, but you have to be happy here. You have to be happy. The Yankees are going back to New York. Back to New York City, where they play. The Bronx, Yankee Stadium, 161st Street and River Avenue. And uh, things are looking good. You know, Severino, who was pumped in the wildcard game. Let's see if we can hold that down. Continue that. This is still the Boston Red Sox. They've still won 108 games, people. This this series is not over. Now, we, oh, I, what did I forget? I forgot all about David Price. I'm moving on and even talk about the mentalist midget of them all. You know, 
It is, it is just unbelievable, that guy. I don't, I, I don't know if I could go through life, like, knowing, like, imagine being so good at something, but like, in a certain forum, you're so bad at it. And everyone knows you're terrible at it. You know you're terrible at it. Everyone around you knows you're terrible at it. And then they have a camera in your face where millions of other people know you're bad at it. And you go out there and you're helpless and you just do the bad things that you do. It's, I mean, it's, uh, you, you don't even know what to do anymore. I mean, he can't pitch anymore. You can't start that guy. You can't, I don't, listen, they say, oh, oh, he had some success coming out of the bullpen last year with the Red Sox. Yeah. How much success did he have? Yeah. They didn't get past the first round. I don't even, I mean, I don't know his numbers, but I mean, you can't put him in the bullpen. You, I don't even think he can come out of the bullpen. I, I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't care. That guy's head is fried. You're going to bring it. So let me, let, let, let me paint a picture for you. Let me paint a picture for you, Picasso. Sound like Vinny Barbarina, huh? Uh, Yankees are down 4-3. Guys on second and third. They're threatening. One out, two outs. You're going to bring in David Price in the Bronx in that situation? You're going to bring in... You're going to bring in David Price to that pressure cooker? Are you crazy? Alex Cora will not do that. David Price will not pitch again in this series. And if the Red Sox were to advance... <gasps> I could see him getting another start. I could see that in a seven-game series. And all right, we got the Yankees out of your system. Fresh start, David. Let's give another shot. But <laughs> he's not pitching in this series again. Al no, okay. I always want to say, Joey, Alex. Alex Cora would be out of his mind to put David Price in another baseball game. I would imagine David Price was brought to the hospital by David Abraham last night. They both exchanged the shoes that they wear. Oh, boy. <laughs> it, I, it, God. It's funny because all of, not all of, that's not true. All of the media in, 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 in Boston, not the fans, but the media drooled all over this guy when he came. He had Peter Abraham basically ripping off his clothes saying, I'm ready and willing. I'm vulnerable and I will do the things, you know, other people won't. You got Jared Carabas winking at him at the press conference and him telling people they're winking at each other. I mean, the only last lion there, Shaughnessy, even he in the past has been like, the piling on of, uh, piling on of price has been excessive. Well, he hasn't pitched well. Usually people don't cheer for losers. People don't cheer for losers. This town doesn't like losers, dog. Oh, boy. I, part of me, eh, to a certain extent, part of me feels bad for him. It's like, because he is a good pitcher. It's not like it's like you're some bum out there. I and mean, this guy's getting paid fucking $30 million a year to do what he does. And he's he's one of the main reasons that the Red Sox turned it on this second half of the season. They got 108 wins. Which is irrelevant by now, by the way. It's postseason. Whole new season. Turn around. Everyone's 0-0. Zero, zero. Well, not anymore. It's 1-1. One, one. But he's one of the reasons they got there. And just now, he's like... You've never seen... Have you ever seen someone so defeated before they even participated? Everybody knew it was going to happen. 
I mean, he, if he's not seeing us, and, and listen, I'm not shitting on mental health or anything. If he's not seeing a psychiatrist or some sort of sports therapist about this, the Red Sox aren't doing their job. This is a guy who is a good pitcher. He's not what he once was, and he's overpaid. But he's still a very good pitcher. He's a, he, he's, he's not even professional against the Yankees. He's, he's over 10. Actually, that's what it was before last night. What, what you, I'm not going to look up the stats. I'm not going to fucking bore you. But I mean... This is obviously a mental condition with him. And it has been since he was with the Rays, by the way. Rays, Blue Jays, Tigers, you can stick it all up your ass. I He should be seeing somebody. I'm Frankly, I'm a little concerned. Uh, so that's that. Um, I haven't really watched a ton of the National League or the... The uh, the Astros Indians just because that's been on early and you know just, I, don't, I don't have time to, to see all that and whatnot. I'm very busy, very busy man. Uh, let's see what else. Um, I saw somebody say, <laughs> who was it? Um, uh, Kyle N Y Y zero one two two. David Price. David Price might be the first opponent player to get a Yankeeography. He's had so many classic moments in games that have become amazing for the Yankees. That's so so true. So, so true. Oh, God. How about that post game on fucking TBS? Boy, they are. That is an awful show. I mean, Gary Sheffield, he has the humor of the of a pinhead. Jimmy Rollins is just mute. The The host is like Mr. Wacky, nameless, faceless jackass. And they're like, oh, yeah. And Pedro is, I think Pedro... For as dumb as he is on that show, is the only saving grace. He tries to just be wacky and at least give it some life. I mean, this is what I think. One of the the one of the uh, things that the host said. What he said something like, "Oh, these are the numbers that uh, you know Gary Sanchez has over David Price." Uh, and they showed it, and they're just like, "Not who's your daddy? Who's your Gary or something?" Or no, he's like, "Who?" They shouldn't say who's your hey, who's your Gary, who's your daddy or Gary daddy. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Excuse me, I, I butchered that. Why, holy Christ! It was, you know what the Red Sox should call him? Not Gary Sanchez, Daddy Sanchez. And everyone's like, uh, fake laughs everywhere. Brutal, like brutal. Like so, Rob Riggles and. And, and, and Sinbad doing a skit in the NFL Fox Day. Talk about fake laughs after that. Terry Bradshaw's just like, that was funny. Everyone's like, oh, God. <laughs> Imagine the shit talking they do uh, before they go back to them on camera. Anyways, but I mean, the most, the thing that gets the most reaction on that show is when Pedro just speaks in Spanish and everyone's like, I didn't even know what you're saying because that's another language. I thought you were saying this. And they just, you know, bring some English word that sounded like the Spanish word and everyone's like, ha 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 ha. It's so uncomfortable and awkward. I don't know. Gary Sheffield, who, again, who, I don't think he's ever said anything funny in his life. That guy looks like he's ready to throw down at any point, still at this age. He's ready for someone to look at him cockeyed, and he's ready to throw a punch. That's a, that's that's Gary. I mean, he will fight Joe Torre, that racist son of a bitch, any day of the week. And he will spit tobacco right in his face. Cream clear. Didn't know what I was doing, though. He was a good Yankee. Whatever. I guess. Sure. Whatever. Who cares? Gary Sheffield is in the past. He was part of that 2004 loser club. Um, which, again, they haven't played. The Yankees and Red Sox haven't played since that series. And, uh, you know, after a Yankee win in 2018, you know, I, I don't see any reason to, you know, add content to your app and do that. You know. Mike, you can't treat people like shit anymore if you want them to give you money. The platform has changed. Turning on a radio costs no money. All right? It costs no money whatsoever. Paying for your app... Is money coming out of my account? Brian, move on. 
Okay, you're right, you're right. Move on. Uh, what else? So there was that dopey UFC shit last night. And I'll tell you, I could not care. To, to borrow one of Mike's lines, sorry. Um, I wouldn't watch the UFC if it was in my backyard. I do not care about it. I find it annoying. I found it one step up from WWE. And at least I have a history of watching WWE when I was a child. Other than that, I really don't care. Now, who knows if any of that was, uh, Stage last night between Conor McGregor, McGregor and uh, I don't even know the other guy's name. It's it's a Muslim name or an Arab name, I believe. But I don't because wasn't McGregor insulting his language and insulting his religion, something along those lines, wasn't it? I mean, weren't it? Wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it? I mean, McGregor's an asshole. I mean, we all know he's about the pomp and circumstance and whatnot. But I mean, I guess that's what sells. It seems like he's always losing. For someone who talks that much shit, shouldn't he be like undefeated or whatever? He seems like, and I don't even mean against uh, Mayweather or whatnot, but it seems like he's always losing UFC fights. I don't understand how that's, why he's that much more high profile than anyone else, just because he talks a lot of shit. Someone's got to explain that. Actually, don't explain to me. I don't care. Anyways, so, okay. Yeah, I I don't remember the guy's name. It's not that important. Um, But I mean, you have that ridiculous, ridiculous WWE stuff. You got people jumping out of the ring. You got people jumping everyone. Everyone thinks it's crazy. Yada, yada, yada. So now what the UFC has done, in my opinion, and and when I say in my opinion, it also goes with my knowledge of jack shit about the uh, sport itself, is that you've now created a level of craziness. And oh man, remember McGregor Khabib? Is that his name? It's like K-H. I saw it a million times last night when I was on Twitter. Yeah, rip around weekend here. Like I said, you know, uh, wipe away. And uh, what I do, I think I uh, I made pizza. I talked to you last time on the podcast how I ordered two pizzas in a night, which is a new personal low, by the way. Uh, Friday night, had a big burrito. And uh, obviously had some drinks, as we know. <laughs> Call him Big Mike. Uh, last night, had some more drinks. Uh, made a pizza. Boy, that thing was good. I'd love to make another one right now, but my stomach is protruding over the... Uh, over the shorts, you you know what that's like. Yeah, it's over the shorts sometimes, okay. But you know when there's that mighty hump over the shorts, it's just sort of like, all right, this needs to be flattened a little, little bit. Come on, Brian, don't you hate that look when you're like in front of the mirror and and you got your shirt off and you like you're to the side and you, and you like go to like I don't know, you pick something up on the ground or whatever, and you see that like flap of gut weight. Like, hanging over the rest of your body. It's just like, oh, God. That thing's attached to me on a daily basis? Ugh. All that fat. Just lard. <laughs> I'm not even fat. I'm just, oh, God. I'm not getting into demographics either. But I am, uh, yeah. I'm under two bills. You know, we'll put it that way. I got that going for me. Anyways, but they've they've set this 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 precedent now that they have to be crazy like that, in my opinion. I don't know. I don't really have the best take on MMA and UFC because I don't give a shit. I, I find it – I have an issue and maybe I sound like a prude little prude little fanny, I was going to say. You know, the whole like knocking someone's face in, like I don't know. I, I, I don't – I don't know. I, I like boxing, but apparently I guess if you have gloves and it's okay for me. I don't know. Maybe I'm a phony. Maybe I'm a fraud, huh? I don't know. Why would you why, – why would you – why would I? Why would I? I don't know. Anyways. Uh – I just saw people tweeting on Twitter here. That's what they do on Twitter, Brian. They tweet. Uh, let's see here. I want to show this here. Uh, why? Why is this? Uh, Brian Stelter. I never heard of him. Well, he's got plenty of followers. Brian, maybe you should insult people. People have heard of him. He's got six hundred three thousand followers. That's a little more than you. Uh, what's he do? 
CNN's host of Reliable Stuff. He does a show. Eh, who cares? I'm not impressed. Anyways, overheard at the bar just now. Quote, Taylor Swift just posted. She finally admitted to some political leaning. Other conversation. Do you know how long I've been waiting for this? That sounds like the worst fucking bar I could possibly imagine. Uh, I wouldn't step foot inside that bar. I would immediately do a Grandpa Simpson uh, sort of thing. If I walked in, heard that, would walk right out, go on Yelp. I'd go to every goddamn review and leave it. How that sounds like the wackest bar I've ever. Seriously. You know, if, if you hear people talking about it in public, I still find that weird. Going to a bar, I want to hear men who are angry and uh, talking about sexual conquests and lying about them, most likely. Uh, you know, being angry about sports, about their job, uh, complaining about everything. You know, that's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear about Taylor Swift. And who gives a shit? This, this, this is, you know... I, and it's mostly, I'm not going to get too political here because if I do, I'm just going to piss off everybody. But because my, my feelings are just left and right, uh, just out of your minds, absolutely out of your minds. But I'll say this about the left, though. This ideological giving a shit about what celebrities think. Now, it's ironic that we have a celebrity president right now. I mean, there is that. But remember how last time you had all the celebrities tell you which way to vote? <laughs> You got your Hitler and Trump. I, you think you'd learn from mistakes. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like who gives a sh talk about some of the people that are so removed from reality and society. They're, they're in their own personal bubble that you are not allowed in. And you think that these politicians who operate on a scale where none of you fucking matter, you think that their recommendation for that politician should matter one fucking iota. <sighs> okay. All right. Go for it. That sounds like the worst goddamn bar. I'd rather go to a bar in hell than that. Anyways, that was not on the agenda here. I paused it for a second to get some water and I quickly looked at Twitter and I saw this, but that was not on the agenda of things to talk about. That, uh, I don't know. What is wrong with people? Who in their right mind would find that interesting? Now, I know she's incredibly popular. She's one of the biggest pop stars in the world. You know, LeBron James is one of the biggest athletes in the world. Do you think I gave a shit that he endorsed Hillary Clinton? Who cares? These people, they're, they're not real people. <laughs> Do you realize that either Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton does not affect them at all? It doesn't affect most of us. It does affect some people. Don't get me wrong. It affects some people. But the large majority of the pop population has nothing to do with. So how do you think multi-billionaires, the 1% of people, do you think that affects them at all? Ugh. They do it because they want to make more money when they stick their finger in the air and say, ooh, ooh, which way the wind blowing? Like a Jimmy Traina special. We all know that. The Jimmy Traina special. Stick your finger in the air and say, see which way the wind's blowing. That's the take I want. Anyways, I guess we'll end it here at the NFL. Um, I got into it a little bit here uh, with people on Twitter today. Just, again, not much going on. I watched World War II documentary, which they just did D-Day. So I'm really, and they're started to push the Germans back to Germany. So interested to see how it finds uh, works out. Um, how about that French town? What was it called? I don't think I still have it on the phone. That they just, the Germans just massacred. Do I still have it up here? No, that's DraftKings. <laughs> I wanted to see, no, no, not DraftKings. Uh, it's called Odor Suglan, the Odor Suglan. 
They got mad at the French resistance after D-Day and they basically just massacred the whole fucking town. And now it still sits there, I guess, like in ruins, like a ghost town. So that's, uh, that's up my like macabre, macabre, macabre. Um, how do you pronounce that word? I've always wondered. I should probably learn before I start saying it. Macabre, macabre. You got a pronunciation here? Let's say, come on. Oh, there it is. Sorry. Sorry. I yelled right in the camera on the microphone. Macabre. Macabre. So it's kind of my macabre sort of uh, weirdness, but uh, that'd be interesting to go to next time I go to France. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm jet setting all the time. Uh, listen, you need tips anywhere? Listen, I can sit down and talk to you, tell you the best place to get a fresh hamburger right outside of Paris. I mean, that's what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> uh, crepes to die for. Anyway, so NFL today, you know, Adele Beckham, I, I'm just going to repeat all the same shit I've always said. He doesn't get it. Now, they asked him today, what do you think? I mean, the, the media and Odell Beckham have a wonderful relationship. It's like they they poke at him, and he knows they're poking at him. To, come on, come on, stir the hornet's nest. And then he responds like an asshole. Then they say this about him, and then he goes, man, I can't do anything right. It's like you knew what you were doing. In the Everyone is complicit in this. Don't start the bullshit. So they ask him, do you think there's, uh, you know, issues at the quarterback position for the New York Giants? He goes, hmm, I don't know. Like, come on. Uh, you know, it, it, we don't need Watson and Sherlock Holmes to figure out what exactly that means. You're being a dick. And then it's, after he signs this contract that he wanted so bad, and even I, I, Brian Buckley on the Red Ticket Blues podcast, world-renowned podcast, by the way, awards out the yin-yang, said, I think, you know, I think he's starting to mature. You know, he's he's not saying stuff. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Maybe we're seeing a new Odell Beckham. No, 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 no. <laughs> we are not seeing a new Odell Beckham. It is the same asshole. Now, he had quite the game. And I don't think I've, I or even his other detractors have ever said anything bad about his play other than, you know, basically other than the playoff game against the Packers, which he laid a golden egg. And it was golden. You should have seen it. He actually squatted down like... Below Powell, and he squatted down like a it was a Doug Baldwin, and then he wiped like Blau Powell. All the scatological touchdown celebrations you could possibly think of to lay that golden egg. Um, but yo, yeah, you know, I don't even know. I don't know if I'd want to stay in New York. You know, I really like L.A. and all the sun and everything. It's like you are still the same egotistical dickhead you've always been. Now, is there an issue with the quarterback position? You're bet you goddamn right. Bet your goddamn ass there is. There certainly is. There's there's no doubt about it whatsoever. Eli's time has come and gone. He said, well, what do you want Odell to say? Can he show humility for the first time in his goddamn life? Can he just say, you know, we all need to be better. We all, I would take that. We all need to be better. That I think that's perfectly fine. Remember, he's it's a team game. Teammates. And a fan base that I must say will go out of their way to defend Eli Manning throughout the years, who, let's be honest, has had a, a good, not great, regular season career and has had two magical runs to the Super Bowl. All right? They will defend him like he is one of the all-time great quarterbacks, and he's on his last leg. I get it. But, wow. Talk about getting rid of the new chick and getting the new, getting rid of the old chick and getting the new one. Wow. Yeah, sorry. I'm not going to the dance with you anymore. So-and-so asked me out. Woo! Talk about a rejection. I know we dated for a long time and we, you know, we lived next door to each other across the street for the last, since we were five years old and we're best friends and this was a really big deal for you, but Susie asked me. I mean, 
we will always like each other. We'll never forget the good times. But Susie, I mean, look at Susie. Listen, Susie's a bitch. I get it. I, but I mean, come on, it's it's Susie. That's 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 a once in a lifetime kind of gal, gal chick. Boy, I'm really adapting well to 2018, huh? Me and Ron Darling. But uh, and then you have Mike Francesa. Have I mentioned him in the podcast today? Uh, he tweeted out today. Let's see about Mr. Beckham. And he was accurate with what he said. I will say that. But uh, let's see here. Let, let's be accurate. Um, Beckham back to being that wonderful, quote unquote, team guy. Uh, the irony of that is unbelievable. Because a little birdie told me that, uh, yeah, Mike not Mike uh, is not the best liked person at WFAN these days. Now, I don't think his uh, reputation was glowing before, but Mike 2.0 is, uh, yeah, not a, not, not, a lot of, uh, not a lot of hugs and kisses from uh, fellow co-workers there at WFAN. Just saying. Just, 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 just saying. Uh, but the Giants lost a heartbreaker. I did not watch it because I'm really getting tired of the NFL. It's, it's, and I think a lot of people are saying. But apparently the, the referees were dreadful, and they kind of gave the game away. Uh, to the Panthers with a 63-yard field goal, which obviously had nothing to do with the refs, but I guess there was some spotty uh, uh, ball spots and, uh, you know, th- that sort of stuff. But, you know, and I, uh, I went on the timeline there on Twitter and all I saw were people complaining about the... It could, pick the game. It didn't matter. Pick the game and people were complaining about the referees. Now, I don't know what it is about football with me. I don't think it's just the the, 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 the penalties or the change in the game, yada, yada. I don't know. It just, it didn't, it doesn't resonate with me the same way that it once did. Maybe it's the fact that I never actually had a favorite team in the NFL. I mean, that could be a major part. I can understand people that are true and blue. I mean, if the, if baseball were really struggling, oh, you want to talk about baseball struggle? Let's talk pace of play. And to the people out there, the uh, designated hitter has nothing to do with pace of play. National League, American League, it doesn't matter. The teams who tied, I know. Can you believe someone actually said this? But uh, the teams that tied for number one last year, one American, one National League. Suck it. Don't direct message me anymore. Um, it's not personal at all. OG Chongoloid, which is not a family account, I will say. Uh, at always underscore N-O-Y-N-E. Uh, again, proceed with caution. Good stuff, but uh, definitely don't read it out loud to the kids. He's had a great tweet today that said, I really didn't think I'd ever stop watching the NFL. And I probably won't. But they should just... Keep trying to see how bad they can make it. Really test my limits. I'd be pretty psyched if they made this so insufferable that I could get my Sundays back. I think that might be one of the best tweets I've seen in a while because it exactly encapsulates how I feel about the NFL. Uh, there's probably a game going on right now uh, that I'm probably not going to watch, actually, because I'm probably going to go back to the uh, I saw Acuna. Acuna? 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 Acuna just hit a grand slam. So uh, I will want to get into that game. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Has that been? It's five two. Bottom four. All right, we got plenty of time. How about the Rockies? They suck. Boy, they didn't even belong in the playoffs. Poo poo. Ugly. Nasty. Disgusting. Indians. Astros. Indians need to show up. Boy, huh? See, this is this sucks about the West Coast, man. You know, I'm... actually, that's not that doesn't even matter to me tomorrow. Yankees. Red Sox. Even at four forty. That doesn't matter. I got to drive to Oakland anyways to pick up my wife, so I will not be. I might get to see like the eighth or ninth inning of that game, which. Again, I'll probably be stuck in traffic. Goddamn Bay Area. Oh, what? 
Ooh, so burp there. Well, well, okay. Let's, let's move this along. But uh, that's that. So Odell Beckham, I mean, again, I, I think some of you have to understand that he needs to say things better. Uh, okay. I don't, you, you don't, you don't need the fucking speech for me. You know what I mean? I need to get rid of these, these, these notifications. It's out of control. Seems like there, I get like 25 notifications a day about Brett Kavanaugh. Like I get this was just a big deal. I understand that. I understand people are passionate on both sides about it, whatever. But like, I don't know how many more different takes you can have about it. You either love him or you hate him. Like what, what else needs to be said? Anyways, so that's the podcast, everybody. I hope everyone enjoyed. Remember, listen on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, Podbean. Remember to leave a review on uh, especially the big ones. Like I say, iTunes. If you're new to the podcast and you want more info, just DM me and I'll I'll tell you more about what I am, who I am, and what the show's all about. I will never charge you money, especially $8.99. There will be no app. And you know what? It'll be this is the way you consume. And if I say I'm going to do something, I'll most likely, probably, good chance, um, majority, uh, I'll probably do it. So that's all I'll say. And I will not insult you most likely. So anyways, remember follow on. But, but those reviews are important. So if, if you have time, just pause the podcast. You can email that person back in a second. Just leave a nice review. Just give it five stars. You don't even have to be funny or leave a review. That's fine. I still appreciate your existence, your being, your listening, and everything you do. Uh, follow on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlue. So with all that being said, you're wonderful people. Uh, I will not... Yeah, maybe Wednesday, Wednesday night I could do a podcast. I got, uh, I got some stuff cooking the next few nights, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do, we'll do another podcast this week. This one's Sunday. So I think I owe it to you guys for being such great guys and gals being, being such great, great people. So with all that being said, I'm on it. Yo, are you a pimp, a hustler? No, I'm not. Are you a man? And can you stand alone like a man has to sometimes? Yes, I can. Are you willing to go out there and save the lives of our children, even if it means losing your own life? Yes, I am. I believe you, J.R.U. You ready? You've not, not, nothing to worry about. Now, I don't push your legs. Others have their turn to flex. J.R.U. is up next. All these so-called players up in the rap game. Got brothers on the corner selling cook cocaine. It used to be LaToya and Jim Hats. But now it's Uzi's Max and G-Packs of cracks. Everybody psycho on some type of good fellow. But me, I keep it real. That's all swan like jello. Don't drink crystal and I can't stand more. Never receive currency for moving a kilo. Or an ounce, make them bounce to this fake pimp free flow. I never knew hustlers confessed in stereo. Or on video get caught, you know who turns states. Evidence, murder, weapon, confession, and fingerprints. Mama always said watch what comes out your mouth. Tight case for the DA from here to down south. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Like King Solomon's well, you're a player, but only because you be playing yourself. With all that big Willie talk, hot, you're playing yourself. With all that big gun talk, bop, you're playing yourself. With all that rah rah rah, you're playing yourself. You're playing yourself. You're playing yourself. With all that rah rah rah, you're playing yourself. With all that big gun talk, bop, you're playing yourself. With all that big Willie talk, hot, you're playing yourself. You're playing yourself. You're playing yourself. Now these ladies is looking pretty from city to city. I refined a few I met around the country. The nitty gritty is all reality, no question. Actual fact, like tight jeans, cause yeast infections. And sisters with good minds get no respect when the asshole hanging out, playing the bar section of the club. Shake what your mama gave you. Back to the lab, I drop the truth. Cause rhyming is more than just my craft for a way to get ass or bash, cast or blasted. Black women, make sure you're respected. When niggas is kicking that old off the wall shit, let them know from jump dead it, you're not ignorant. 
Knowledge, wisdom, understanding is the key to wealth. Put some clothes on that ass if you respect yourself. With those hooker type wears, hun, you're playing yourself. With those skin tight jeans, baby, you're playing yourself. Everything all exposed, you're playing yourself. You're playing yourself. You're playing yourself. Everything all exposed, you're playing yourself. With those skin tight jeans, baby, you're playing yourself. With those hooker type wears, hun, you're playing yourself. You're playing yourself. You're playing yourself. Now, I don't bust a tech. Drugs in the projects Or use mics to sell sex Niggas, nowadays it's all about this So much yin-yang, it's ridiculous If you got so much cheese, where are the black distributors? And these record companies shake them down like mobsters But imposters, like commercial locks are not rosters Always faking moves, never making moves Ask to shake bottles, pop the government is breaking down You fools, you work all week and give the devil back his loot for jewels And the steak on your plate is filled with chemicals Still, brothers be brothers all bad and bruised on the streets, won't see snakes on my feet. The race is on, but I won't compete in this competition because I have a greater mission. I hope that you listen. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding brings long life and health. Think anything else, and you're playing yourself. So, all that big willy talk, hop, you're playing yourself. And all those skin tight jeans, hun, you're playing yourself. And all that rah, 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 you're playing yourself. You're playing yourself. You're playing yourself. And all those hooker type wears, baby, you're playing yourself. And all that big gun talk, money, you're playing yourself. Everything.